0: So I directed a web series that did pretty well. Had you won no, a Webby. I won a Webby and it had a lot of uh, hundreds of thousands of views. And it went to Banff Film Festival up in Canada. And <laughs> I put on my website like director of the hit web series, blah, blah, blah. And then in the comments, somebody put like Danny Hanks is an effing fraud <laughs> on her website. <laughs> she says that it's a hit. This isn't a hit. And I was like, what? (laughs) So, yeah, guys, apparently I'm a fraud. Well. So, award-winning fraud... Hello, and welcome to Can We Save the Cat, your favorite entertainment and writer's room podcast where three writers pitch an idea, vote on one to develop, and turn it into the next big TV show or movie. I'm one of your hosts, writer-director Danny Hanks.
1: I am award-winning novelist Andrew J. Brandt.
2: And I'm writer-director-producer Tiffany Albright.
0: I really got to start saying award-winning so that I sound- You should. We talked about this last Do it. time. I have won awards, I think- so-
1: at this point, though, I think it's the joke, like Andrew's the only one that does it.
0: Yeah, I think so. I don't. I wonder if people who like haven't listened to it, if they would come in and were all like, I'm award-winning so-and-so, I'm <laughs> award-winning so-and-so, if they'd be like, who are these pretentious people? Like, geez, get out of here. These people who run this thing are so
1: fake. <laughs> <laughs> I was at a comic convention in Lubbock, Texas, uh, where I was giving a Basically, a panel, a workshop. I was giving a workshop on um, digital publishing, ebook publishing, and uh, my big poster, you know, outside it says like, you know, meet the author. And I'm, I went and, like grab snacks, right, and I come back, and there's these two guys standing in front of the poster, and hear one of them go, meet the author, the author of what?
0: No, oh <laughs>
1: yeah. no. To which I said, like, come on in, find out, man.
0: People need to take several steps back.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: The worst was one time I was uh, working on set and it was a movie that had like three kids as the leads and this poor script supervisor, he did not have enough time to do his job. Like the script supervisor does continuity for people who are listening and don't know TV and film stuff. They make sure that everything's continuous from scene to scene, wardrobe changes, etc., So this poor script supervisor was completely being looked over because we had no time. And he's like, oh, we need this to be zipped up an inch in order for it to match the previous shot. And everybody's like, we don't care. Whatever. It'll fix it in post. Which, whatever. Um, But he pointed out to this kid, um, like, hey, you need to put on your sweatshirt because it was in the last scene. And this 13-year-old kid didn't realize that the script supervisor had a set of headphones and was listening in to their mics And the kid was like, continuity on this movie is fucked anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Script supervisor quit after that. (laughs) Yikes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, some people, some people, really.
1: Well, I hope you two have a script supervisor get ready for these pitches we're about to drop.
0: Yes. That was a beautiful transition, Andrew. And that's what we're sticking with. So who wants to continuously drive the rest of okay no I got nothing something about continuity insert pun about continuity here um, I'll go first whatever <laughs> okay so my pitch this week I was listening to a podcast about Lizzie Borden does anybody here know who Lizzie Borden is yeah okay so name. she's basically like not a confirmed serial killer because they don't really know, but like it's she lived version in the of the
2: story though. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Basically she she allegedly, allegedly chopped up two people with an axe. Now the thing is, if you look at like the status of the case, this was like, I don't know, in the 1870s, 1930s, something like that. And there was no way that she would have been able to kill them both, because how could she have chopped somebody up with an axe? And then seen somebody and then chopped somebody else up and not been covered with blood. But at the same time, there's no other way that anyone else could have gotten into the house. So it's like a weird, it's a weird nobody knows how these people died. But anyway, as I was listening to this podcast about Lizzie Borden and whether or not, did she do it, did she not? I learned that she and her whole family lived basically in like a railroad style house. Like they didn't know what hallways were. Back then, in the 1800s or whenever this happened, they hadn't created <laughs> hallways yet, so it was just, like, a bunch of connected rooms. Mm-hmm. And so, my pitch is some kind of, like, dark comedy about a serial killer living in a railroad apartment with, like, two roommates. Um, <laughs> In the middle room. <laughs> like, in the middle room, yeah. In so- the middle room. I don't and it could go a bunch of different ways. It doesn't have to be a serial killer, but like sitcom in a railroad apartment, make it complicated. That's my pitch.
2: So many memories of living in the middle room in
0: a railroad I apartment. you going <laughs> to be Brooklyn. like so many memories of being a serial killer in a middle room. One.
2: Right, yes, you know. Well, I can't say that part on the air, can I? Edit this out, Brian. <laughs> you, you
1: can fix that in post. You're all good. Fix
2: it in post. We're good. All right, Tiffany. All right. So I, I'm feeling like mine's maybe slightly underdeveloped, but I was really, I feel like I've been missing horror in my life. So it's like, I want to go back to my horror roots. One of the things that I did over uh, this sort of like Christmas to New Year's break was go through a lot of books that I had. (laughs) I just collect these giant piles of books all over the house. Um, Don't we So all? I put them all in one place and then realized I couldn't fit them all on the bookshelf. So I had to do some, some getting rid of, but I was like, I would be really interested in exploring the idea of a horror story about a parent who is, <laughs> all of my horror stories start with terrible parents, a parent who is trying <laughs> to connect with uh, their kid who's probably a teenager and maybe something terrible has recently happened in their life but is trying to do it through books right so picks up uh some books that w- are probably terrible <laughs> right like at a at a used bookstore or at a garage sale and she's like well i you know i would never read this myself but i think you know i think sally's going to like this and maybe sally will like me again but one of the books is uh, cursed or contains some type of evil thing um and the underdeveloped part of that is is whether it's a story about them coming together to fight this evil or a story about Ooh. the daughter becoming uh, the evil thing, but also like being our main character.
0: Hmm. But Like evil the Baba Duck, but with a book. Right.
1: Call it the Baba book. <laughs> the,
0: the Baba, Baba book. book. I love that. All right, Andrew.
1: Okay. I'll only vote for Tiffany's. It can be one of my books.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> we have to twist one of your books to being like... This that's really right. sinister evil. The source of evil, evil thing. thing, source
1: of evil. <laughs> yeah, it's a source of many I three you were star say reviews. Like,
0: the book is full of anthrax or something, and I was gonna be oh like, Oh my gosh, Whoa. oh, but I mean, hey, possibility, possibility.
1: Okay, sure. uh, I came in, I've got about 12% of an idea of a pitch, but it is far left field for me. But we're gonna go HEA romance, rom com about a novelist who has sold her first book uh the right the film rights to her first book and okay. the movie studio wants her involved in the script process and so they team her up with a script writer uh a male attractive script writer let's say ethan hawk and uh They uh, get off on the wrong foot. So we have Enemies to Lovers, HEA romance rom com between a novelist and a scriptwriter writing the script for her movie. Uh, And so we can do like movie within the movie kind of thing.
2: Okay. That'd be cute for folks who are not big followers of romance. Happily Ever After, yeah? Yes. HEA. Yes, HEA.
1: HEA. So, or at least happy for now.
0: Clarifying that for me because uh, I definitely didn't know what that meant and I was going to Google it.
1: Yes, H E A romance, happily ever after. So they like they it. do I'm end like, up together. Okay, I want the
2: end. to be happily ever after, but also I like want her to be the one who writes the script. <laughs> like at the end, she learns she doesn't need him to write the script for her. She follows him, legit, and that's how they stay together. Valid skills <laughs> that are different. Novelists don't hate on me, Andrew. You do both though, right? Or do you? You're just a novelist, just a novelist. I'm just a novelist. My, just my, a novelist. I don't think I
1: one of my books that. has been. Yeah, one of my books has been optioned for for film, and um, but no, so I, I don't do any is, script writing.
0: You know, this is an autobiographical story. Really? Mm-hmm. You're fall follow- you're falling in love with Ethan Hawke right with now Ethan- as we speak.
1: A- already, actually. Okay, great. Ethan calling me now.
0: <laughs> it's done. Well, that would be
2: part of. Right, I know. Now I'm like, I'm going to dive into this pitch. Mm. I know. Okay, let's let's let's
1: gotta-
0: vote in reverse order so that I don't have to go first. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so Andrew has to go first.
1: Andrew has to go, go first. Uh, I go for Tiffany as long as my book could be The Cursed Book. Oh, man. It's called The Book of Mediocrity. Oh,
2: and I'm like, Danny. what are you going to vote for? Because I want I want to do both of your pitches. Can we do an episode where we do graveyard
0: pitches? <laughs> we should. Like, can I reserve I mean- a spot next time to do the pitch we don't do today? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know. It's so funny because all three of these, like, I could see each of these being its own episode. Like, Andrew, it's so sad that Justin isn't here because he would be completely up your alley with the whole rom-com thing
1: yeah
2: that's okay all right
0: this is i'm
2: i'm killing myself here y'all i'm really sad that i'm about to say this but i'm gonna say danny's because i actually have so much clearer of an idea of what andrews is (laughs) and i'm
0: like what could this be this railroad apartment nonsense all right i think i'm gonna make this complicated I'm gonna vote for Andrew, and leave it to fate. Leave it to fate. Okay. All right, number four. Which that's you, Tiffany. Me? I think it's you. Oh, that's one in, me. One oh four. yeah, that's me. Yes. One in four. four. Apartment. Okay, so I guess we're doing a sitcom in a railroad style apartment, potentially with a serial killer, maybe not. Uh let's let's throw some ideas around that.
1: You know how in the office where it was uh kind of like hinted that somebody was the Stratford Strangler, whatever it's called, Scranton Strangler. Oh, yeah.
0: Creed?
1: I want that to be like Yeah, maybe Creed, maybe Andy. Uh I want that to be kind of like in the background. So it's not really about serial killer with roommates but like okay you know what i'm saying like there's a possibility that one of these three could be a serial killer like they kind of like it's it's almost in the background in the news like whenever they're somebody kramers into the room but like on the tv in the background is like you know the railroad strangler strikes again
2: oh so we don't know so are we thinking series did you say that
0: yeah i mean i think it could be a series um it seems to be more conducive to a series i think it'll be a series about really strong characters will be the the main like the office you know um so just put a few really strong personalities into a railroad apartment how many people usually live in a railroad apartment isn't it like two no well it's got to be at least
2: three because there's three rooms but in the case of where i lived the person on the end in the big room had a live-in boyfriend who like wasn't on the lease or anything we should do that
0: live there yes (laughs) (laughs) So <laughs> That's definitely happening. And then, so wait. So for people who don't know, a railroad-style apartment, uh, they're popular in New York City. It's like, instead of having a hallway, you have to go through each room to get to the other room. And typically, like, the kitchen, correct me if I'm wrong, the kitchen is on one end and the bathroom's on the other? Not the case in ours, but I bet that that's fairly common. Yeah, so, you know, there's some weird configuration of rooms uh, is basically the inspiration here that everybody anxiety yeah and you have no privacy okay (laughs) so i feel like the most interesting part will be like four yeah four really strong personalities put them together and then you know we can either have this explicit plot line of one of them is actively a serial killer trying to hide it or the plot line of it seems like in the background um
1: We'll give them all jobs all four of them each have a job that would be conducive to a lot of free time so that one of them could potentially be a serial killer
0: right or i think like you know we already did this once but like a props master somebody that has a lot of weird shit like you could make one of them just super goth and has like <laughs> skulls and like maybe as yeah. a taxidermist that would be good yes weird habits so important like in the weird city. stuff like one girl is definitely like a taxidermist and she makes her own. She has her own little taxidermy shop.
1: Let's make one of them a uh, crime thriller novelist who googles like how to kill people all the time for for their stories.
0: Oh, I love
2: that. Yeah, like so yeah, like a freelance writer who want maybe doesn't have that career going but like really wants that yeah. career but is like writing shitty copy for
0: <laughs> Can he also, okay, question. And this is somewhat based off of somebody that I know. Can he be like a freelance writer but also a magician? And just like oh randomly God. have like six doves in a cage that will not shut up at all hours. Yeah, Absolutely. So that the
2: taxidermist has her freaking eye on. Yes. And when those yes. babies yes. die. You gotta let me know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my that's definitely an episode. One of the pigeons dies and yep. And then it's I think time. maybe
2: the freelance so maybe the freelance writer slash magicians
0: <laughs> <laughs> with the budding
2: crime novel that he's been working on, you know, for like ten years, obviously his girlfriend maybe is somebody who is in medical research as her day job or like works in a lab or something but like is also really into like holistic living and like also brews kombucha in their bedroom (laughs) or something
0: oh my gosh
2: she
1: could
0: be
2: like an alternative medicine Mm -hmm. right Um... but she's like doing it from the inside so she's got like this like strangely corporate job of all of
0: them maybe Oh, when you said doing it from the inside, for some reason oh. I immediately thought of like pelvic floor therapist. I was like, what
1: do you mean also, doing that's it a from thing. the inside?
2: <laughs> that could be the thing. She, <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. Okay, so
2: And then what is our actual murderer's job? They've gotta have like the most boring
1: job out of the four of
0: them. <laughs> You know what I just realized? The the writer could be a journalist instead. There you go. Trying to be an amateur journalist, trying to like follow a case and crack, crack a yeah. case. Okay, so our serial killer. Although, okay, so I have not seen this
2: show. And nobody's brought it up yet, so I'm thinking maybe nobody else has either. But uh, trying to be aware of not ripping off only murders in the building.
1: <gasps> I Are have we seen in-
2: it. Have you seen? It? I don't know if we're in yeah. that territory or not. We're not. Okay, we're good. good. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool.
1: Yeah, they are uh, podcasters who there's a murder in the building, and so they're doing a podcast on on the murder. But they're they don't. Have, th- this is totally different. We're good. Excellent. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I'm trying to think of like what are the other because my the only reason why I thought of serial killer right was because of Lizzie Borden, and I was like, how is it that these people live together? But there could be a separate uh conceit right that isn't serial killer i'm just trying to think of what that might be like what's something that you would really need to hide from people that's as taboo as serial
2: killing well, no, i mean yeah like dexter in a railroad apartment is like yeah no that's funny, pretty funny.
0: yeah okay okay yeah. so we have our goth girl we have mm-hmm. our magician writer we have our nurse of some sort maybe yeah, like a yogi. lab, nurse lab yogi tech. Or
1: a, yeah, lab tech slash kombucha brewer.
0: What? Kombucha brewer. For some Taxidermy reason, I'm like, girl. sounds like she would be a DJ. I don't know. It's, she this could is getting... be. They could have
2: a, an act together. <laughs> the magician. <laughs> and the they're just like entertainers.
1: Welcome to the stage, Voltaire the Great.
0: Ew, 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 ew. <laughs> and then one of the sounds oh. that she repeats is like the pigeon noises or the, <laughs> the duck, the dove noises. <laughs> now I'm like okay so
2: my roommate so this could be multiple things right but like we're thinking about like a sort of innocuous job that maybe has like weird hours though you said that you'd done props master right but like something in the theater industry or the other thing that Lawrence does uh is uh, as a librarian but like a a sort of like has more non-traditional hours than I would have expected because like libraries be open all the time yeah apparently.
1: yeah I know our library is open till nine o'clock at night. So, yeah.
0: The only thing about library is I would be curious about it being too similar to you. Mm. Although another profession that comes to mind is yeah. like, what if what if he's like a front facing pharmacist that handles like pills?
1: That that actually work really well if, if you're working with uh, the holistic medicine girl and the pharmacy guy. Yeah. And add a lot of banter.
2: Yeah. Maybe okay. that's how they met. Right, because that's the other, like, how did these people come yeah, to Yeah, how here? did they
0: find each other to live together? Yeah. I mean, part of me is, like, Facebook, right? I mean, I met my roommate via Facebook, and it Same. luckily was not a disaster. We've lived together for six years, and we're perfectly fine. But, like, it could be more of a disaster, right?
1: Especially if one of you was somebody yeah, else. Yeah, killing somebody. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> okay, so... We have our four kooky characters. Our serial killer is definitely, like, in the middle, it seems, in the middle room. And I love the concept that, like, our serial killer is sort of like a Dexter, almost Nurse Jackie character. Just, like, mm. almost very straight man and is in the middle of all of this craziness. A little bit stoic, probably, but, like, still nice. And then it seems like we have our characters... We can focus a little bit on overarching plots like throughout the entire series, as well as, you know, if we have any exciting one offs. So we know that one thing of the entire series is going to be the newbie journalist is like investigating these murders and thinks that he's getting closer. I'm assuming the pharmacist is probably killing them in a way with pills, also doesn't want to get caught, so is pulling from the expertise of both the taxidermist and the herbal medicine woman to, like, try and kill them a little bit more on the DL. So we have that. (laughs) (laughs) So that's going to be one plot, is, like, the four of them. Now, do we think by the end, like, he ends up having to kill the journalist magician?
1: Or the journalist magician's girlfriend or something like that?
0: Yeah, I almost think, like, the journalist magician needs to get close, right? The journalist yeah. magician needs to get scarily close and then he has to he has to shut somebody up. Yep. It could be one or the other, right? So it could be like the herbalist finds out that something in her cabinet is missing and it's like deadly nightshade or whatever. <laughs> and sure. the most recent murder was done with deadly nightshade and she's about to put it together and the guy kills her. Or... Oh. Could be that that same situation, except he uses Deadly Nightshade to like make the magician journalist look like he's committed suicide or something. There's a lot. Maybe I just I magician also, journalist. This,
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, got to same them together. I also wonder though, uh, thinking back to like your original pitch of this as a comedy, and not that I plenty of people <laughs> die <dying>, and <laughs> Dexter nurse Jackie, but has anybody seen The Last Supper?
0: I have not. Mm-hmm.
2: It's a it's a fun 90s movie about a group of friends who begin hosting dinner parties where they decide that they're going to murder people. <laughs> and I'm like I wonder if if the arc of the first season at least is this person who has for reasons we have yet to determine moved to new york city um they have to be the last one in that's why they're in the middle apartment right so they're like yeah i don't know because nobody wants to be there i but i don't i don't know anybody right like for whatever like deep traumatic reasons they have decided to do this but if the arc of the first season is maybe them like strangely falling in love with the city slash these people that they live with and like somehow recruiting them to be part of this because they've got like really <laughs> complementary skills
0: Yeah, I do think that, you know what, I think that maybe by the end of the first season he's, like, killed the magician journalist and joined forces with the other two. Like, I think there has to be some kind of big twist where maybe he's about to be discovered, and then it turns out he's already been discovered, he just didn't realize. Yeah, the cameras is like, dude, I knew
2: from the first night, I smelled the blood on you. Like, what?
0: (laughs) And, like, the taxidermist, like, on the DL taught him basically how to make trophies. Whoa. Like. <laughs> and now they're in the living room. <laughs> and now they're in the living room, and it's, like, human fingers or something. Oh, my gosh. Because you have to, like, in order to, like, clean the flesh off of the bone. I don't know. It's a process. It's a process. <laughs> um i i don't personally know the process but i do know that it's a process (laughs) something to do with like you have to boil it off or some shit but then once it's on your mantle right people are like oh what a cool decoration (laughs) exactly or like that's what he gave to her for christmas or something Um, oh man (laughs) okay so i do think that one of the plot lines is definitely the journalist closing in and then by the end so maybe like three quarters of the way through the season, he kills the journalist. But what if the journalist and the DJ holistic medicine girl have like a really bad relationship? Cause I think that's also really funny too. It's like, it's not funny, but it is funny when you live with a couple that is just yes. always fighting and they go like swing wildly back and forth from like arguing to like loud sex through the walls. And you're just like, guys break up. Yeah, stop. Well, and in some weird way, right? If,
2: if the scene where that happens, it it's ambiguous to, to the audience, right? It's like, maybe he did just kill him because he was a dick.
1: <laughs> right,
0: right. Yeah, so I, I love that. And then the fact that, like, the journalist dies, the two other roommates find, like, the journalist's papers or whatever, figure out that it's the guy, but instead of calling the cops, they're like, we want to join you. Like, you have to be smarter about this.
2: Yeah, um, feels like they're going to kick the murderer out, but but no, it's a business proposition.
0: <laughs> now, my question is, is that the first season, or is that the pilot?
1: I think then the uh, taxidermist is like, you know, there's a big market for organs that we can get into. <laughs>
0: sure. I love that. I love that.
1: Yeah, like, you know, we can make this a go.
2: Yeah, that could be interesting because, yeah, it would... It would maybe be a lot to try to sustain hiding that because like we have to know the answer to that mystery at some point pretty early on to like it's going to lose its tension if it's just constantly like will they find out or
0: not like who cares. (laughs) Right. And I know that one big thing especially for TV writers is either people try to put too much in a pilot or they don't actually put enough or like where their pilot ends is where it should have started. right Right? or where their season ends is where their pilot should start so i'm like looking at it like maybe that's the the coin that drops oh and then you know what is you could have them at some point during the rest of the season have to fill that third room (laughs) right like that's that could be part of the conceit right is that they their organs harvesting business isn't doing so well so the girls have to move into one room and he's in the middle room and they have to find somebody to to be in that other room (laughs) but this person is completely on the outs right that could be interesting yeah okay so yeah i mean i like that as a place where it starts so let's figure out where it goes so that's our it seems like our a plot of the season is these three people trying to live together in this railroad apartment now it's like three serial killers basically living in a railroad (laughs) apartment together and having to deal with the ins and outs of, like, living in a railroad apartment. I guess our B-plot could be some romance between some of them. Um, We could go love triangle. We could go... We could go... Because he's going to kill the boyfriend, it sounds like.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, So that could lead to some problems. Oh, God. just occurred to me that they could keep the boyfriend's body because they don't want anyone to find it. And they, like, buy a freezer... And they just keep pretending to his family that he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> and so they just, you know, oh God. Um, so yeah, that could be it. Um and then do we want to have a C plot? Cause if we're if we're kicking off our journalist in the first episode, or maybe he's the magician and maybe he's not a journalist anymore. Um, because I do think that we need a C plot of somebody's Closing in on them, yeah. right? Whether it's the new roommate that they bring yeah. in,
1: I was just thinking about that. How like the new roommate that they bring in, yeah, um, could be his. His girlfriend is an investigator, a, a police investigator, and they don't know that. You know, when, when yeah, he moves in, yeah, that could and, be
2: that. And maybe that's also where that true crime. <laughs> maybe that's the new re- the new roommate is uh, our true crime writer.
0: Yeah, that
2: go. would be interesting. Be the idea, right? That like. Are, are you looking for trouble where there isn't trouble or are you just like very perceptive? Um, you, you, yeah. There's like a lot of paranoia <laughs> the roommate situation when you're like living in that close quarters.
0: And I do like if the new roommate is a writer, he's probably excited to move in with a pharmacist and a taxidermist, right? And a holistic yeah. medicine person because he's like, oh, like this is great fodder for like all of my true crime stuff. And then his girlfriend can be at... um god what is that college in the city like john jay or something there's a college that does entirely forensic oh yeah police stuff and she could be like an investigator studying there and they don't know that yeah i
2: like it again yeah, cool. a big point cool. with that move in right would be like their middle room and the girls room would be kind of like a unit right They're they're right passing back and forth a lot and the middle person has to go somewhere but if they sort of like erect a fake wall <laughs> for that middle one and we're like you cannot come this way and i will never go that way um and so they've already created this tension where they're like clearly not really inviting you into this community which is like the nightmare
0: roommate scenario right they're like trying to but something has to be on like the end that's why i'm like what if what if the bathroom is all the way at the end and they're like really stingy about him coming in. Yeah. But like it's the, or it's the kitchen or something, but just like some room or yeah. laundry, maybe it's laundry. Cause that's, that's something that's like sort of able to deny access to, but not always. Yeah. And especially if like, you know,
1: they're bleaching clothes to get DNA. They're bleaching off of them.
0: clothes. <laughs> keeps coming by and there's like this random freezer in there
1: yeah, why is there in, a freezer in, in the?
0: Room? Why is there a freezer in the laundry in the room? Laundry. All of this really weird stuff. Okay, I like that as our first season of, you know, the a plot is kind of, well, now it seems more like the a plot might be that that dance, right? Are they caught or are they not caught? But we we still have these three roommates killing people, <laughs> probably harvesting organs. You know, that's that's their their goal is they're trying to make rent. Um, one of them just happens to be a serial killer, but also, you know, we could go sort of promising young woman with it where it's like a cause killing for a cause. So we have the pharmacist who's killing for the cause. We have our taxidermist and we have our holistic medicine DJ and they, the three of them are all conspiring to kill people and make money. It's our A plot. Our B plot is some sort of romance triangle between the three of them and them even trying to maintain relationships while killing like yeah they could get jealous of each other they could off each other's girlfriends whatever (laughs) and then the c plot being they bring in this new guy who is a crime writer little do they know that his girlfriend who starts coming over a lot is
1: an investigator a student and a student
0: investigator yeah (laughs) yeah all in one cozy little railroad apartment i love it I think we have it. I think it might be time for me to step away and do a logline. Sure. Make it happen. All right. Well, I will be right back with a logline for you guys. And Andrew and Tiffany are going to come up with a title while I'm away. See you in a minute. Hey, everyone. Just a quick reminder, as always, that these podcasts are for entertainment purposes only. These ideas are fresh, new, and sometimes submitted by you. Anything said is not meant to infringe on the copyright of any existing work of art, and everything is thought of during this show without any previous influence. If it sounds like something you've already seen or heard, what can I say? That's Hollywood, all out of fresh ideas. Thanks and enjoy. And we're back. I'm going to read you guys a logline, and then we're going to see if we save this cat or scratch it. Railroaded is a dark sitcom that follows a serial killer living in the middle room of a railroad apartment who has to keep his organ harvesting business a secret when a crime novelist moves into their third room. Let's go ahead and start with Andrew.
1: I save it. It's hilarious. It, it's, it's like, uh, especially if these characters are, um, I mean, I imagine like a mix of Dexter and you having a baby. This is great. Yes.
0: In a railroad apartment. In
1: a railroad apartment. Dexter, you, and friends, and How I Met Your Mother just all come together.
0: It's the best matchup. (laughs) Tiffany?
2: I also save it. It would be so much fun to write and so much fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I save it too. That's going to be three saves for Railroaded because I think it's just hilarious. You know, and we definitely got to have one episode that harkens back to Lizzie Borden and one of them has to do like a really brutal killing with an axe um, and everything's bloody and like... How are they going to keep that a secret? But yes, I, from the second that I heard, you know, Lizzie Borden lived in a railroad apartment with her family, I'm like, well, (laughs) that's a TV show now. I can't, (laughs) it's out of my hands. We have to do it. So I love it. (laughs) That's three saves, man. I'm super glad that uh, mine got picked this time. This is really fun. Now let's go ahead and just uh, wrap up this episode with what are you watching? I'll go ahead and go first. Um, I mean, I've been watching The Witcher, but I feel like everybody's been watching The Witcher, so I'll I'll highlight something a little more niche to seem like I've been uh, I've been going out of my way to really watch things when really this just came up on my Netflix recommended. How do I look at what I said? <laughs> How do I look at what I just watched? Help! Well, does somebody else want to go while I look for whatever this movie title was.
1: Here we go. Actually, last night. Uh, I, I sat down to watch the Harry Potter twentieth anniversary special. Uh, just delightful. I mean, I smiled ear to ear the entire time. I cried. It was just so nice seeing all these characters, all these actors come back and kind of revisit everything that you know. This this is how they grew up. I mean these these principal actors. You know, all of them. You know, they they were on set from the ages of ten to twenty, and it was just, like I guess, that just delightful.
2: I haven't done it yet because I feel like it's going to be a really intense emotional experience, and I'm not ready.
0: I didn't even know that that was a thing. Yeah. Okay.
2: What did you watch, Tiffany? Um. So I am. I'm still watching it. I'm not done with the first season yet. I'm not even sure the last episodes come out yet. But I have been working my way through Station Eleven, also on HBO. And it's been. I'm to watch that. It's been a fascinating experience. I have all the feelings. I love so many of the people involved in it, but I also really loved the novel and the series is really different. So I've, I've been trying to hold both of those things as separate, but like also as a writer, you're like, "Mm, you made some choices. And, and I wonder what those room conversations were like, because I don't know that I'd have made the same choices for some of the things. Um, But I think the acting is really great. I think it is, It's one of those series that feels like it was treated, uh, because it's a limited series, 10 episodes, um, feels like it was treated like a very long movie. So it's a a bit of a lot to just get through the first few episodes and try to find a rhythm in it. Um, But it's beautifully shot. If you're watching the series and you love it, I don't know that you'll love the novel as much. But if you're watching the series and you're struggling, maybe check out the novel, which is also uh, really good and rewarding in a very different way.
0: Yeah, I remember I read the novel, so I'm I am curious to see the series and how it matches up or doesn't. Lots
2: of not Definitely matching. She's shaking her yeah, head. No, it's it, of- it's no. not that they're unrecognizable from each other, but they're uh they're vastly different. Um I think the biggest thing for me is tonally they're really different. Um I had a lot of feelings when I read ah. the novel about uh, the interesting tone in an apocalyptic story. Um and they really they dig a lot more into the dark stuff in the show.
0: Gotcha. Okay, cool. I'll have to watch both of those. Well, I watched a little indie movie. It's like a Canadian little thriller called Level 16. It just came up on my recommended on Netflix. Uh, it was interesting. I'm assuming nobody here is going to watch it. So it was like, I don't know, these girls that are living in a, um, in like a boarding school type situation and they don't really know why it reminded me a lot of our like seven miles from friendship discourse, Mm. partially because it was also sort of half-baked and I could see what was happening from a mile away. And I was like, ah, yes, this would be what, what seven miles from friendship would be like is it would be half-baked and you could see it from a mile away. So, but, uh, that being said, it was a fun watch. Um, it very much reminded me of, um, it it was very like institutional, institutionalized. You know, you're following these girls in an institution, almost like *Queens Gambit* type. When they're still in, when she's still in the boarding school, or no, not the boarding school, the the, the orphanage. So yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was fun. Curious to to if anybody else watches it, hit me up. I'm just starting to uh, whatever Netflix throws at me. I'm <laughs> like, let's do it. Here, cool. Add let's add watch something list. new. I
2: sort of love institutional. Stories, but but wait, are there any queer characters?
0: Um, let me think about that actually. N- that's no. yeah, I was like, that's not the promising when you're like, I don't know. There's also <laughs> no, but there's no romance plot, like, there's no, there's one plot like content warning, uh, sexual abuse from one of the guards, Good which lines. again, something that you can see from a mile yeah. away, but no no romance it's all very friendship oriented because they're all like 16 or something interesting
2: i realized as i was doing that giant uh book organization project that i have like a a not small section uh dedicated to lots of lesbian horror books set in boarding schools (laughs) (laughs) this is a subgenre that i'm super into
0: (laughs) nice oh man well you know what you should write a level 16 fanfic and just have it be all lesbians (gasps) <laughs> so, for what are you watching? We have a little movie called Level 16, the Harry Potter special on HBO, and Station 11. All uh, fun things if you have those online subscriptions to go and check out. And that's three saves for our little sitcom, Railroaded. Thank you so much for listening. It has been so great podcasting to your ears today. Please, if you can, like us on all social media platforms. We're at Can We Save Pod on Instagram, on Twitter, on. TikTok on I don't think we have a Facebook but yeah join us on all of those and if you can like rate subscribe give us five stars leave a comment because that really helps for people to find us on Apple podcasts I am as always Danny Hanks and you can find me at official Danny Hanks on Insta and at Danny underscore Hanks on Twitter
1: I am Andrew J. Brandt and you can find me on all the socials at writer and my website writerbrandt.com.
2: And I'm Tiffany Albright. You can find me on Instagram at tiffany.a.albright.
0: All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. This was great. We really hit it out of the park. You know, us three just... We come up with some weird stuff. (laughs) Come up with some weird stuff. And you know what? We are experts on serial killers at this point. The three of us come up with a serial killer pitch any day of the week.
1: The three of us, when we're together, we come up with serial killer horror element and stuff like that and then when it's you me and brian it's just like off the wall <laughs> like we had uh, i mean hey uh i, I still go back to thanks taking
0: <laughs> thanks taking <laughs> oh my gosh one of my favorites still can't take it
1: seriously
0: <laughs> <laughs> thanks taking that's right all right Thank you all for listening and we will see you next week.
1: Bye.